Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's extra special episode of the podcast slash vlog, um, I'm super excited because I'm talking to one of three gentlemen that went on an epic two-year van life style road trip where they basically quit their jobs and toured all of South America, pretty much every place they could possibly go in South America, surfing, fly fishing, living out of the back of a van. And it's one of the most epic films that I think I've ever seen. Um, and it's just a fascinating story. So um, today I'm going to be interviewing a gentleman named Christian. Uh, he is you know, again, one of the three folks that were on that epic journey. So we're going to be talking to him. Um, he is part of a film called Pacifico. Um, there will be links in the description below to kind of check them out everywhere um, and where you can find this this film and check it out. But um, they were for, I was fortunate enough for them to give me sort of like a sneak preview of it. And I watched the whole thing and I, I just loved it because it, it motivated me, right? It made me want to take even longer trips and get out there and see, you know, just how life-changing these these kind of travels and, and exposure to new cultures and, you know, scenic views and things like that can be to your life. So um, anyways, we'll dive right into that. First, let's talk about the featured partners. So um, one thing that I did want to touch on, uh, Overland Addict, as I always talk about, sells everything to do with Overlanding Gear stuff. But right now, go down to the, to the description. I've got a couple of special links. This is a limited time deal. Um, so click on them as soon as possible and check them out to make sure that they're still there. Um, but right now he's doing free shipping on the National Luna fridges, fridge freezers that he's got, which are like top of the line fridge freezers. And he's also got some extra special deals on GoFast Camper stuff. So typically there's like a four to six week turn time on those products. Um, he's got a bunch in stock and they're on sale right now. So again, go click on that link to ch- go check out the GoFast Camper stuff, um, before it's too late, before that deal goes away. Um, so that's Overland Addict. Um, second, of course, uh, Last U.S. Bags. Uh, great, great company makes, you guessed it, bags uh, related to overlanding. Um, but they, their products are top-notch. Again, I run a, a variety of their things, and I love every one of them. So definitely click on that link, check out their stuff, pick you up some cool new overlanding bag swag. That's a thing. Um, and then third, I uh, wanted to touch on more expo. Again, the link below will take you straight through to order your tickets. And if you're one of the first 250 people, you get 25% off your ticket. So if you're planning to go to the more expo in February next year, uh, you want to go ahead and click through that link ASAP and get your tickets before the uh, the discount runs out. And then last but not least, of course, Northology Adventures. Uh, again, you click through that link below. It will take you to their website about middle of the page. You can sign up for their free overlanding slash adventure type uh, magazine, digital magazine. It's awesome. It's free. So definitely check that out as well. Um, but so without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Christian from Pacifico. Again, welcome Christian from the Pacifico film. Glad to have you. Thanks for coming. Sure. Yeah. Um, so let's start by, if you don't mind, kind of just getting to know you a little bit. Can you tell us kind of what made you, so in the film, you know, you kind of stopped participating in, in your real life, I guess, if you would, your job, and, and just kind of decided to go out and actually live. So, you know, why? what kind of spurred that? What kind of made you want to do that? To go on a sort of long-term trip it was something that I guess had always been inside me, something that I'd always dreamed of doing. I'd actually done another couple of trips in Australia, sort of long-term road trips. I'd done a 
three or four month road trip up the east coast of Australia um, about a year before going on this particular trip. So it's something I knew that I loved and wanted to do. And I guess before I got, um, you know, outside my 20s, I just wanted to probably go on a, a really long trip. Well, I guess I still could. Um, and yeah, it was just like a sort of burning desire, I guess, inside. I just had to go and see the world, basically. Yeah. Well, and that, that van that you guys found was pretty sweet. Do you, are you kind of like a, from a preference standpoint, do you like newer vehicles typically, or do you like those sort of like older, more classic type vehicles? Um, I guess for that particular trip, it was awesome having like an old, an old van um, where you felt sort of every bump in the road and, you know, you've got the big old manual gear stick and things don't yeah. work. It's rattling around and I think it just really like fit to the adventure. Um, I also like new cars. So yeah, I mean, you know, depending on the situation, but I think in this particular one, when you're sort of backpacking and vanning around Latin America, having an old, old van is the way to go. Yeah. Did you have any like serious troubles with it or was did it operate? I mean, it seemed in the, in the film to, to do pretty well, but was there anything maybe that wasn't shown or any, serious problems with it at all? Uh, we had a few issues, nothing major. Um, we had, you know, countless flat tires. We, we, we kept getting into this routine of basically buying like secondhand dodgy old tires that were as cheap as we could find and they just kept popping and we didn't know why. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, flat tires, like how many tires we had to replace, countless. Uh, we had a, a window, one of our windows, if you wound it down, it would just drop down into the door and you'd never be able to put it back up again. Um, we had our back, the back of the um, the latch kept snapping off and we kept having to find dodgy welders to like put it back on. Um, we had issues with the battery. Uh, it would run out. So every time we'd park anywhere, we'd have to disconnect the battery just to make sure um, we'd um, yeah, come, come to drive the next day and have a flat battery. So there's a few little quirks in the car that we got to know, but um, in general, it's, it's really good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm always torn because so I have not a super old vehicle, but my truck is about 15 years old. So I would call it an older vehicle. But there's a lot of nice things about that too, right? Like if you bump into something, if you're going through, you know, a really narrow trail and you scrape up against some trees, it's not the end of the world. Um, but man, sometimes it's just nice to have something that you don't have to worry about working, right? <laughs> if it's newer. So I always like to ask that. For sure. So great. Um, so was there any place that you wanted to go when you were out on that trip that maybe you didn't get to go or there was some, you know, ex extenuating circumstances that kept you from going there? Was there anything you missed because you couldn't go? Um, on that particular trip, we basically went to every Latin American country from Mexico down. We went to every country in Central America from Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, um, Honduras, uh, but in, in South America, um, probably the one country that we didn't go to that I really wanted to was Brazil. Um, I've actually been back there since, so I've sort of ticked that right. box. Um, but because the general trip was trying to hug the Pacific Coast, which is why it's called Pacific Coast, the idea was to sort mm -hmm. of hug the Pacific Coast all the way down 
um, and, and for, the surf, for surf reasons. We never got into Brazil, uh, although there is good surf in Brazil anyway. So um, yeah, it was Brazil at the time, but, and, and just because it's such a massive country, Brazil, like we, you know, you'd almost need a year so it was too much to right. take on. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so with all that stuff, right? So you were on the coast all the time. You guys were surfers. Well, you are a surfer, right? And uh, and then you had video gear and, you know, all of you on the trip. Like, how did you fit all that stuff in that tiny van? That seems kind of crazy for that long of a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had these lock boxes underneath the okay. uh, bed in the back. So basically you'd lift up the bed, the mattress, and um, yeah, there was these lock boxes underneath where we'd store everything. We tried to keep our gear as, as minimal as possible just because we're having to carry everything. But um, yeah, when you've got surfing gear, dive, diving gear, fishing gear, camera gear, and clothing for you know two years of travel, you, it does definitely build up. Um, but yeah, lock boxes basically, which we didn't build. The guy that we um, we bought the van off had done had done all that, luckily. So we just sort of bought the thing and dumped all our stuff and hit the road. Yeah, great. Um, and so on the trip, I know like a couple of the things you guys did that I was just fascinated with because I've never really done either one is fly fishing and then surfing, right? So. Like, where did that love kind of come from of those that were you a big, huge surfer? I take it before, like before the trip or like, what, what do you love about surfing and or the fly fishing pieces of it? Um, and kind of where did that love come from? So before going on the trip, I didn't surf personally. The guy I was traveling with is right. a he's a passionate surfer. So I was really just dragged along to all the places that he was going. <laughs> Um, yeah. But and, I mean, I can stand up now and catch a wave. I'm still not great, but um, no, Chris is definitely the surfer and, and the fisherman as well. I was just eating the fish that he was catching, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Were the fish good? I mean, you were eating them, right? You weren't just catching and releasing like we do here in the States primarily. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of catch and release um, when, yeah. when Chris was catching a lot of fish, but uh, we were definitely eating a lot as well. Like we would go to the you know, remote rivers in Patagonia and basically just set up camp for say five days on a river and, and all we were eating was um, you know, the fish we were catching or a bit of muesli that we'd brought in um, from a local town. So yeah, I mean, if it was a, you know, a situation where you're probably not gonna eat lunch unless you catch a fish, um, you'd definitely catch <laughs> fish. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a, I don't know if you've heard of this show or not, but there's a show called Alone, and they do a season of it where they drop 10 people, like, by themselves out in the middle of Patagonia, and they wow. have to survive, like, they have to fish to survive, so when you say that, that first thought that goes into my head is, like, yeah, you're going to starve. You can't get fish in Patagonia. <laughs> it's definitely so, not yeah, if you haven't seen that show, check it out. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. I was just saying, yeah, there's some, some very remote spots of Patagonia that, um, you know, yeah. there is else nearby, you're going to have to, yeah, eat, catch and eat, or you're not eating, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so let's dive in a little bit about the film, about Pacifico. Like, you know, as a, and I'm not going to call myself at all a filmmaker, I'm more of like a YouTuber slash blogger, if you will. Um, 
but even just doing that minimal sort of stuff, like it is a ton of work, right? To record all that stuff. Like you could have just gone on the trip and just enjoyed yourself and had a fun time, but like, what was kind of the, the motivation? What was the, the inspiration to record the thing and turn it in, into a film? Yeah, I mean, we, we never set out when we left on the trip, we never set out to, to make a film. Um, it's just that we were going to all these sort of beautiful locations and that Chris and I are um, sort of avid photographers. So we were sort of capturing these things anyway. Um, yeah, so we, we just decided to start sort of capturing film and because we were going to these beautiful locations, we were sort of doing it anyway. Um, there was definitely a lot of days where we didn't pick up the camera and there wasn't um, uh, sort of, you know, we weren't putting too much pressure on ourselves. We were only sort of kept pulling out the camera if we knew that we were in like a unique and beautiful spot or as an interesting thing that we were doing. So there was a lot of like, you know, real life and just, you know, living the moment as well, as well without, without the camera. But because we were sort of passionate about photography anyway, it was just, you know, something we enjoyed doing. So yeah, it came really naturally. Nice. Well, it came out amazingly well, considering that you just kind of half tried to record it, right? Like it was beautifully shot and like edited together and voiceovers were great. Like it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. So good job. I wish I could do that. I try really hard and I, I can't even get close to that. So yeah. nice work. We got a bit of help. Um, I mean, we shot everything and, um, and you know and obviously went to all these locations and, and did all the filming like we didn't get help there but we did get help um we got a director on board um for the post-production of the film and and there's this German guy called andreas and he's like a brilliant sort of filmmaker so he was the one who was able to sort of take this two years of raw footage um and no particular kind of i mean just just because we were living our day-to-day -day lives like we, we didn't write a script you know we're just filming what we're doing anyway so when you get back from that trip and you decide to make a film you've just got a hell of a lot of footage and no particular script in mind so it was mm -hmm. it was a big undertaking of like trying to condense all that into an hour and and make it engaging yeah. and, and honest to the to the trip that it was yeah well, that's, again, it's, it's fascinating how it all came together because it was amazing. Um, so you mentioned being photographers. Have you done like video projects before? Or again, were you just kind of like, this is beautiful, I'm going to record it. Like, were, have you done video projects before and kind of had that in your mind that you wanted, you know, like a drone shot or an establishing shot? And, or were you just literally just shooting stuff you thought was pretty? <laughs> we just were shooting things that we thought were significant and like meaningful to like where we were at that point in time um, definitely if you look at the footage the film footage from earlier on in the trip like the first few months or the first months even it's completely different to two years into the trip like we just because we had the camera every day in our hand and we're sort of you know filming and capturing moments and then reviewing the footage we just basically got better through practice like it was and it was the the moment to kind of hone our craft and a lot of the earlier footage didn't really make the film because it wasn't strong enough. And then we just kept getting better and better and better at what we were doing just through practicing every day. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, it's interesting because like, so I started actually making videos for YouTube about a year ago. So I've been around on YouTube about a year now. Um, but I just passed, maybe 20, maybe earlier this month, 
past 2,500 subscribers on YouTube, which is not a ton, right? But it's reasonable. It's a reasonable amount in a year, I think. Um, but oh my gosh, do not go back and look at any of my early videos. <laughs> so, like yeah. I put everything out as I made it, right? I didn't have the luxury of taking all that footage from the last year and then making one really good film from it. So, but it's definitely interesting to see that progression. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but please don't go back and watch my early stuff. I, prom I promise you don't want to see that stuff. I guess every creative sort of has that, you know, growth and development process. It's almost the fact that you're naive to how bad you really are <laughs> at the start. <laughs> yep. um, and then you just and then you just naturally get better and better. And I think there's definitely a lesson in that. Just like, you know, just keep pushing forward and keep practicing and, and, and you will, yep. you know, become really good in the end. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, so there was a part in the film where it was raining, 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 and you guys were like, this is terrible. And, uh, you know, I was, I was laughing at that part because I do have several videos where like I've gone on a trip and there were big plans to do a bunch of stuff and then it poured down rain and I hate the rain. <laughs> that is one of the things that I hate. So I, I was laughing and cracking up a little bit when you guys were like, it's just raining so much. Um, <laughs> was it okay hanging out in the van? Like when that was happening, like what were you guys thinking? How bad was it? <laughs> Uh, it depends on how much it was raining. Uh, if it was raining a lot, the seals in the roof or seals around the window broken, so we would our bed would get wet. Um, so that definitely wasn't good. And um, yeah. my memory serves me correctly. It was on my side of the bed. We we shared the the double bed. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I was always the one getting wet. Um, but. <laughs> was too bad i guess we would just try and drive to a, a town somewhere and just hide in a hide in a restaurant yeah. everything passed <laughs> and then maybe if it's terrible we would like go to a hostel for a night or something and try and dry out our clothes but um yeah but yeah we sort of dealt with it as best as we could yeah i guess you kind of have to right if you're living out of a van you don't have a lot of options <laughs> there was a lot of movies back of the van yeah and sometimes especially in patagonia like when the rain sets in it can just be you know days and days and days, days. Yeah. it's relentless yeah um there was another part where you're in nicaragua and there's the dodgy police and i that cracked me up i thought that was really funny so like can you tell us more about sort of like the avoiding of fines by acting like you don't speak spanish and how that how well that works for you yeah so yeah, like I, like we say in the film, Latin America is full of dodgy traffic police. Um, <laughs> there's some countries definitely worse than others. Like um, in Mexico, it's more like military and they're not too bad, but they're kind of scary. Um, but Central America, they're just like these, I don't even know if they're cops or what they are, but they're just like wearing cop uniforms and they're just out there to just get fines off, yeah, tourists basically. Um, so they would pull us over for things that, you know, we hadn't done, say like speeding or, you know, turn, I don't know, they'd just pull us over for whatever reason and they would try and basically get bribes out of us. They would start at like a hundred US dollars um, and then we would sort of pretend, yeah, that we weren't, we didn't speak Spanish um, and yeah. Eventually, I mean, even in some situations, all they, in the end, all they would ask for was like a can of Coke. And, and even that, we were like, no, we're not giving you a can of code. Like, just let us go. <laughs> Nothing wrong. That's so crazy. it was like relentless. Yeah. Like some countries, it was like 
I mean, like I say in the film, like um, in Nicaragua, like you would get pulled over like eight times in a day. But then in other countries like Argentina, you know, we were there for four months and didn't see a police officer. So it just depends huh. on where you Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I like, there was one part of the film where you, where you guys said, uh, you know, why would anyone want to put their life on hold to do a trip like this? Like that was a question you got asked. And then like the answer was go out and find out for yourself which I loved. Like, I was like, oh, this is, because, you know, I'm in India, in the Midwest, particularly overlanding, which is kind of what I do. It's the same idea, right? Like traveling, being dependent on your vehicle for, you know, long distance travel is like not a common thing. So I get that question a lot. And I love that answer. Like, well, go out and try it and you'll see. Like, once you see it, you'll see why we do it. Um, and about the extent of my trips has been like a week, maybe at a time, right? Because I have a job, I work I, I, I'm about 40 right now. I have kids. So like I've missed that window that you were smart enough to take advantage of. Um, but like, tell us more about like how amazing that is to just be able to do that. Like, obviously it's in the film. So before you say anything, guys, go watch the film, right? Like that's the idea. But tell us just even a, just a little snippet for the people listening on the podcast or on YouTube, like how amazing and life-changing was that? And how great was it that, you know, you kind of just got to go out and live for such a long time? Yeah, I mean, it's a totally life-changing experience, like to be able to spend almost two years, you know, living out the back of the car. Um, yeah. it, it changed my perception on, on a lot of different topics. Like I was far more, you know, sort of understanding of different cultures now, living with, you know, other cultures. Um, I can speak Spanish um, quite well. I, um, you know, I, I completely fell in love with nature. Um, before going on the trip, I was more of a city person. Now I'd sort of, you know, live in a small country town, basically, and live by the coast. Um, it changed work. So it, it's, it's amazing to, to do an experience like that. And, and I think there is some, and especially if you give yourself that amount of time, there will be some sort of fundamental shifts in who you are as a person. And I suspect always for the better. Um, and I think the reason we wanted to make the film was like we did this awesome trip um but at the same time like we met so many other people backpacking through latin america i've met other people backpacking in other countries that are sort of doing the same experience in their own way for the same reasons but but we just happen to sort of capture it on film so i think it's um yeah hopefully inspires others to sort of you know put you know pack their bags and, and go on a big trip if they get the chance because i think that it's yeah. um, an amazing experience if they can yeah well I, I definitely think that it will like i mean when i watched it i was and i'm already kind of one foot into this lifestyle if you will like again not to the degree that of the trip that you guys took but there is just something i just got back from a five-day trip about 11 hours north of me to the very upper peninsula of michigan so right on the the big great lakes and I mean, it's just, just each state even within the United States, just traveling from one state to the other, seeing, you know, kind of the differences between the different states and the different environments, the different, you know, bits of nature that you get to see, the lakes, the, you know, oceans, all that good stuff is just amazing. And like, I love that you guys brought that to this film, you know, kind of that, the nature piece of it and, and just how different everything is from country to country and, and you know, uh, and like culture to culture, because it's, it's really fascinating. And especially for my listeners here, like in, in the States, I feel like we don't have as much of that history, right? Like as say Southern America or Europe or Australia. 
Um, so I thought it was just beautiful and fascinating kind of see the different cultures and, you know, the folks waving at you and stuff as you go by, like it was, it was neat. So, so I appreciate you sharing with me. I thought it was awesome, but, um, yeah, I think you guys did a great job and it'll inspire a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. So that was the interview with Christian from Pacifico. So a huge thanks to him. Uh, thanks to Shane, uh, the gentleman that works with him that reached out to me and, and extended the, the amazing offer to check out this film early. Um, it was, you know, a lot of fun. It's just, it's just always really exciting for me to like, to get to chat with people that get to do these things, right? Like, you know, most of us, I feel like most of my viewers and myself, we have full-time jobs. So that's a pretty tough ask to take two years off and go do it. But man, it is just really interesting and cool to live vicariously through people that could do that. And again, we can take our two day or four day or six day trips and make them as memorable as possible too, right? So um, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I hope uh, you guys enjoyed it as much as I did because I loved talking to Christian. He was just a lot of fun. Um, so again, thanks so much for stopping by and for listening. If you're on the podcast, for watching. If you're on YouTube, um, as always, you know, I, I appreciate you guys. I, I want to hear from you. I'd love it if you post up in the comments and let me know, you know, what you want to hear about, what you want to see about on future episodes, what you thought of Christian, what you think about the, the film, if you've had a chance to see it or if you have questions about it, let me know. Um, if you don't already, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't heard of the podcast but you like podcasts, go search All Things Overlanding over there or click on the link below and vice versa. If you're on the podcast, go check me out on YouTube, man. I do videos all the time. Um, so again, thanks so much for watching, you guys. I appreciate it and uh, or listening. Sorry, podcast people. Um, but I appreciate y'all and, uh, I can't wait to see you guys next week. So thanks again and we'll talk soon.